Dr. Wally Smith is nearing the end of a five-year, $3.1 million grant from the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute for Sickle Cell Research. I can't wait for him to share the details of his study and how he's helping the VCU community. So let's talk to Dr. Wally Smith, a Florence Neal Cooper Smith Professor of Sickle Cell Disease and Vice Chair for Research in the Division of General Internal Medicine. This is Healthy with VCU Health. I'm Scott Webb. Dr. Smith, thanks for joining me today. What is a community health worker? Well, a community health worker is someone who shares either the same disease as their patient or similar socioeconomic or cultural background as their patient who can be a bridge between that patient and the healthcare system. That's really interesting. I like that, the, the, the bridge metaphor. What is sickle cell disease and how does it affect one's health? Sickle cell disease is an inherited blood disease, the most common inherited blood disease in the United States, affecting about 100,000 people. It has come a long way in terms of what the medical establishment is able to do to keep patients alive. It used to be that patients died in childhood from strokes and from infection due to weakened immune systems, low anemia, and uh, severe infections of the brain, of the bloodstream, and of the lung. Now, patients live until adulthood. It still uh, causes anemia. It still causes pain, and the pain gets worse and worse as the patients uh, become adults. So the way you think of sickle cell disease now for adults is a painful disease causing organ failure, anemia, and early death. I honestly had no idea that it affected so many people. What are some of the ways that a community health worker can help? Let's go through all those ways. Well, the U.S. medical home for adults with sickle cell disease is pretty much in disrepair. Because it was a childhood disease, patients are living longer. Two-thirds of patients are adults, and now there are not enough willing adult providers. And even the providers who are uh, adult uh, doctors are either distracted by taking care of cancer and other blood diseases or under-trained unprepared to care for sickle cell disease adults. And patients in adolescence and young adulthood are leaving what I call the feathered nest of the pediatric health care system and coming into what I call the abyss of the adult health care system for chronically ill patients with childhood diseases, especially sickle cell disease. So now they need somebody to hold their hand and give them a home. And one of the first people to do that can be a community health worker. They need a bridge that we talked about uh, a few minutes ago because the community health worker understands how to navigate this health care system for adults and understands what the patient may be going through and can interpret for the patient uh, what they need from their doctor and interpret to the doctor what the patient needs from them. And so the health workers really are that bridge. Do you think that sickle cell is really understood nationwide or internationally? Are there a lot of things, are there things you wish people knew more, had more information that really understood sickle cell disease? I wish people knew that it was primarily an adult disease. The language that is out there is that you die before the age of 20. That's no longer true. Two-thirds of patients are adults. I wish that patients uh, were not viewed as drug addicts. They are because they use opioids, and in the middle of the opioid epidemic, they are unwitting recipients of stigma, undertreatment, and false accusations. And they need uh, pain control 
just like a cancer patient would, just like a patient uh, coming out of surgery would, but they don't get it. And I wish that uh, everyone understood that they are in legitimate need. You can't see sickle cells when you see the patient come in the emergency room the way you could see a tumor if a cancer patient had one. So people don't believe that the patient's really ill, and people uh, don't trust that they're using their pain medicines correctly. I wish we could stop these patients from having to clog up urgent care centers and emergency departments and treat their pain at home and stay out of the hospital. That's a lot to absorb there, and I think it's a good time to talk about your grant because I can hear the passion. Tell us about your grant, the work you're doing, and how it affects people with sickle cell. What our grant did was give a group of patients, this community health care worker, we call them patient navigator, to stay with them for a year, contact them at their home, meet with them in libraries, accompany them to medical visits, call them on the telephone, stay close to them, teach them about how to take the one preventive medication for sickle cell disease called hydroxyurea, and teach them how to take their uh, medications properly and how to manage their disease uh, properly. And then there was a group that got regular routine care, and we compared outcomes. Now, I will tell you up front that we did not allow the doctors to know that the patients were getting a navigator the way we would in routine care. But what we did do was we took a small group of really high-utilizing patients apart from this study, and we let the navigators talk to the doctors about them. And those small group of patients saved $330,000 for the hospital. It was an amazing thing, and that led to a huge program called the Adult Sickle Cell Medical Home, and that's where our community health workers Now that the grant is over, that's where our community health workers are uh, paid out of. And last year, we saved $1.3 million. That's amazing. Really inspiring work, Dr. Smith. Is there anything more that you want to share with listeners about the work you're doing, about uh, community health workers, about sickle cell? What else do they need to know? Well, I would love for patients to feel like they really had a home. I would love for them to come out of hiding. We couldn't get the patients to come out of hiding in our federal study. They don't trust. They don't trust anybody except each other. And I would love for patients to feel safe, that it's all right to come to the doctor, uh, that you won't be mistreated. And I would love for people to determine whether or not they have sickle cell disease. There's a bunch of people running around with sickle cell disease who don't even know it. And you need a test called a hemoglobin electrophoresis to figure that out. So if you were born before 1989 and you've never been tested, uh, you need to be tested. Dr. Smith, thanks so much for your time today. That's Dr. Wally Smith, a Florence Neal Cooper Smith Professor of Sickle Cell Disease and Vice Chair for Research in the Division of General Internal Medicine at VCU Health. For a new appointment, call 1-800-762-6161 weekdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and select Option 7. You can also visit vcuhealth.org slash sickle cell. To hear more about how you can take control of your health, listen to the other episodes of Healthy with VCU Health at vcuhealth.org slash podcast. This is Healthy with VCU Health. I'm Scott Webb. Thanks for listening.